Welcome to the Happy Mouth Podcast, your delicious daily news fix for the hospitality community. We will be offering a craveable menu of headlines, food for thought, and much, much more. These are the bite-sized news stories you need to know, and they'll drop every morning, Monday through Friday. Hello, world, and welcome to the Happy Mouth Podcast, your delicious daily news fix for the hospitality community. I'm back. It's restaurateur Philip Camino, and once again, once again, here with my partner in crime, colleague, friend, Naisha Arrington. Hey, guys and gals. Thanks for the intro, Philip. Happy to be here. Anytime. And currently stationed right next to you in the studio. It's how we do it. May 6th already, 2021. Um, <laughs> should we pay some bills here? Yeah, let's do it. Moms are great. Mother's Day is a nightmare, or it can be. With the world beginning to reopen, this may be our busiest Mother's Day yet. Yelp for Restaurants is here to help you execute a flawless service. Contactless table management, reservation management, and digital waitlisting tools ensure your diners don't have to wait around in long lines in an era of social distancing. Empower your diners to add themselves to your digital waitlist before they even leave home. Provide accurate wait times and automatically notify diners right before their table's ready. Let's get back to business better than ever. Listeners of this podcast get three free months of free access to waitlist and 300 smackaroos of free monthly advertising credits. Visit restaurants.yelp.com slash Mother's Day today to learn more. What are we chatting about today? Today, Naish and I are going to be covering sustainable efforts in the food industry, particularly with Starbucks' new Borrow a Cup program. Interesting. Yeah, and there's some other big names as well that are jumping into this conversation. I'm very interested in what larger brands who are national in scope and global in scope, for that matter, are doing on sustainability. I think the administration that is currently in office is very different than the previous administrations. Be different. Yes, in terms of their policies and in terms of their view on sustainability. So I do feel as though this is going to be a topic of conversation that starts to happen a lot more and is going to be more expected by the customer at the end of the day. Sure. Absolutely. We have to. Our world needs us to do our part. You're so right. We have to do everything in our power to do a better job on this, whether you're a big company, big restaurant, small restaurant, multi-unit operator, or global conglomerate. This is something that we just have to spend more time and energy thinking about. I'm really proud of Starbucks leading the way on this. I mean, they're a $100 billion company. That is going to make a huge impact. I mean, these guys sell over 4 million cups of coffee a day. 4 million cups of coffee a day. Substantial. I think I have a percentage of those. <laughs> Not from Starbucks. Between but that and Bulletproof, yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> so we first saw Starbucks eliminate plastic straws. Uh, their goal was to have no plastic straws by 2020. And so they've replaced them with these sort of recyclable lids. You know, I'll just sort of take it back to the QR code and the paper menus. They have the straws if you ask for them. I think there's always that piece, right? Like just Sure. If you're using QR codes in your restaurant, most likely you have paper menus behind the host stand, right? But I really have to say I'm, I'm, I'm proud of Starbucks to uh, be one of the first companies in, in this initiative. And, you know, being that they're such a large company, we're going to see some huge global impact um, from these uh, smaller decisions that will add up to huge impact on the back end. Now, Starbucks is implementing a 
new program, correct? The the Borrow a Cup program. Borrow a Cup, absolutely. Yes. What do you know about that, Nat? So actually, Starbucks is starting the Borrow a Cup program, but McDonald's is also launching a Borrow a Cup program similar to Starbucks, and they're going to start that in the UK. Um, And the company that is behind this is called Loop, and they create these uh, new style of plastic. Essentially, what you do is you place a deposit and you can take your cup of coffee, your, you know, your burger or your drink. And once you're finished, you actually give the container back, which is an interesting idea. Very interesting idea. Very interesting idea in a post-COVID world. And the idea is that that's not going into a landfill. Well, yeah, I think the design of it is to essentially reduce waste over the long term. I don't know what the percentages are, but there's a, I, I know that Starbucks has a goal by 2030 to get waste down a considerable amount. And I think this is a part of that conversation. Yes, absolutely. As Americans, we actually generate about 268 million tons of trash and 50% of that trash ends up in our landfills. The other 50% is sort of dispersed between composting, recycling, and um, some of it goes to sort of waste conversion energy plants, right? For example, fryer oil turned into gas or... Yep, which is common in many, many restaurants. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But I think really what is the most important thing is environmental impact, right? We are in a very dire situation as a planet. And, um, you know, I think we're all, especially big business, right, is looking at what can we do? Because as single owner operators of restaurants, you know, we all try to do our part. I know I do. I have a small garden at my home. I compost, you know, I drink out of metal straws. I try not to use plastic. I was watching this documentary, Humans, all have microplastics in our blood. And it was not before 1982 that we did not find trace microplastics in our blood. Our oceans, our fish, everything we're consuming, it, it, it's really affecting our body. And it's really, really amazing, these initiatives that uh, the Loop Group is um, implementing into Starbucks and McDonald's and Starbucks actually uh, are co-founding this company. So it's going to be exciting to see what happens. At Burger King's also doing this. They have some interesting products. Uh, you, if you do the research, it's like these cups that um, they have these, they're brown, they're a very dark, dark chocolatey brown um, cup and um, this sort of vessel for your burger. And so after you buy your your meal, your number 10 meal, you consume it and you turn the container back in, which is interesting. I'm, I'm so fascinated to see how this works because you're putting a lot of responsibility on the consumer, right? You're asking them to eat this product and then go back and and turn the product in, right? Because essentially, they don't want to be stuck with the cost, which makes sense, right? They don't, they're not going to say, okay, we're going to invest into this not single use uh, container, and then someone takes that container and then keeps it or throws it away, right? They're saying, you give us a deposit, and we'll give you your deposit back once you can turn this container in, which is interesting. There's also the packaging issue as well, where you can really reduce that expense as, as an operator. Starbucks is paying for those 4 million cups a day. And by eliminating 
4 million cups a day or taking a big chunk out of that many cups, I mean, that's going to add to their bottom line. So I think there's a, there's a corporate benefit to it. And there's also a sustainability and, and an environmental benefit to it, which like you said, brands like Burger King, McDonald's are all jumping in and, and really starting to pay attention to this. Another brand that we talked about a lot on the show, Sweetgreen, has actually pledged to be carbon neutral by 2027, which is phenomenal. And I think with Sweetgreen, you would expect that a little bit more because of their ethos. And really, if you walk into a, a Sweetgreen, the core values are on the wall. They think about their employees first. There's a lot of great things about that brand from my standpoint. They did a deep dive internally and surveyed their emissions um, across all aspects of their business and found that there were some ways that they could improve. And they're now creating an action plan to meet their goal of being carbon neutral by 2027, which is phenomenal. For restaurateurs out there who are looking to do that in their own restaurant, there are ways, and we've looked at this and we've actually implemented it in one or two places where you can actually greenify your business, make it carbon neutral, calculate how much carbon impact you have on the planet and actually go and either purchase offsets, either reduce the business down to a point where you're carbon neutral, which is actually pretty difficult to do because there's so much driving that occurs around really the driving of product and deliveries. And then you add in food delivery, food going out the door, getting to places, getting to customers. There's a considerable footprint of carbon that a restaurant puts out. So the way that you can offset that is, I think, and I think the way that Sweetgreen is going to do it is by purchasing uh, what's called carbon offsets. And those are investments in sustainability projects, tree farms, water sustainability. There's a lot of different ways that you can actually invest into the carbon neutrality of the planet. And we've looked at it at a number of places, and I highly encourage it. There is a cost associated, so you have to be in a position to actually execute that. But I think brands like Starbucks and Burger King and McDonald's and Sweetgreen are in a position where they can. And I think it's great that they're looking at this and attempting to make themselves better each and every day. Absolutely. Sweetgreen, I absolutely adore their model and it's um, very, very inspiring. You know, it's interesting. We saw in those older, the Burger Kings, the McDonald's, those quick service restaurants that have been around forever that need so much change, right? Because they're ultimately the ones who caused this problem. I mean, Burger King actually has over 18,000 restaurants and annual sales of about a billion dollars. So the fact that they're making these initiatives, actually Burger King, they added the Impossible Whopper. You know, you haven't seen that ever. You know, if you're not a company these days that are looking to create change and understanding how you contribute to the sort of socioeconomic fabric of our society, you're not being a responsible leader in our industry. I couldn't agree more. And there's a lot more conversation for you and I to have on this podcast about sustainability and some of the practices that we're seeing out there. Just even down to, you, you know, you mentioned Impossible and Beyond Meat. Um, there's also now technology where they've uncovered how to reduce emissions from cattle. We won't get into it too much on this episode because it's, it's an entirely separate scientific conversation. But there is a, a lot of thought going into this and a lot of investment flowing into this space now around how to solve the issues of sustainability within, within food delivery and the food service business as a whole. So I, I love seeing it. Another big brand, Panera Bread, announced that it will begin labeling all menu items with how eco-friendly they are uh, starting this October. Love that. Yeah, it's wonderful. So we're starting to see more brands, particularly multinationals, going into this space and spending time in it and investing in it. 
And again, there's a reason to because the more waste you can reduce, the better your business is going to be from a financial standpoint, the better the environment's going to be. And I think at the end of the day, this is a, it's a retention tool. Totally. People like yourself, people like me, people care about these issues and they want the brands that they support to be thinking about the environment that we all live in. Um, and certainly I'm more attracted to working with a brand or purchasing from a brand that's looking at these practices and taking a look in the mirror. 100%. Now we just got to get Subway on board. I think they have more restaurants than Burger King and McDonald's. Than anybody. Yeah. Subway's got 40,000 plus restaurants globally. It's huge. We want to know out there, would you be willing to pay a dollar for that reusable Starbucks cup? Let us know. Inquiring minds want to know. Give us the feedback. And uh, that's going to be it for our Thursday episode on the best podcast in the world, The Happy Mouth. Find us at happymouthpodcast.com. But particularly, you can watch our journey on Instagram at happymouthpodcast. And you can also find us at restaurants.yelp.com backslash happymouth or on your favorite streaming platform. Thanks for dining with us and hope to see you next time. Have a nice day. 